radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Mitch Marner looking around, dishes off. Up top for Barry, lost the handle, and here comes Joanne. Gentlemen, Joanne back in, scores! His second breakaway goal of the night, and it is 4-2. Montreal, Drouin in the middle of the ice, picks the puck off of Barry. Sunday, December 1st, 2019. I'm James Cole of Laced Up a Hockey Podcast. That was a good intro. Thanks. That was better was this practicing week. practicing all week. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, the, last, the last couple have been kind of weak. In the mirror. I'll, I'll take the blame for one of them. I am Brutes Battaglia from the north side. I am living up to our usual Sunday tradition. We've been recording Sunday nights lately, so I'm a little bit hungover. But today we are recording at noon. And I am very hungover. So, oh, yeah, big night last night. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, went to a house party. Took November out with a bang. Yep. Goodbye November, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah, emotional. we are uh, we are in the last month of not only the year but the decade as oh, well. Oh yeah, true. So yeah, this is it for the twenty tens. We're uh, we're doing a <clears throat> a top ten series starting next week of the top ten things of the decade. Yeah. Um. Are they all hockey related? I, I don't know. We don't have a lot of time to work with, so I, I would manage to guess probably. But we could okay. maybe throw in some some special top ten movies of the decade. I was going to say songs, but there haven't been there haven't been ten good songs in the last ten years. Top ten Trump tweets of the decade. Oh yikes! I'd be down for top ten episodes of The Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, I don't I don't watch that. Oh man, so. Gary Busey. Ooh, what a what a season! Did he get fired? Yeah, he didn't win. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, you know who I think won his season? I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure it was Dennis Rodman. He's buddies with Trump, isn't he? Yeah. Those guys are boys. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about Dennis Rodman kind of a, is that he's buddies with Donald Trump. Kind of a other weird than twist that, there. The guy's mint, other than yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, December 1st. It's uh, yeah. officially Christmas season. Uh, sure. If, you, uh, if you're one of those people that put your tree up in November, uh, burn in hell. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know what, I've, I've been thinking about it and, uh, I, I think I've been too hard on, uh, Christmas lovers. Um, yeah. I, I am just, a, just a little bit. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm you a, like cer- Christmas? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a, I'm a certified Grinch and, uh, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take a different approach this year. December 1st, it's Christmas season now. If you want to celebrate, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get upset with people. Christmas I'm not going to. I'm not gonna blah in their in their faces. Um, what? Blah. What is that? I don't know. It's a, a retort of disgust. Is it? It is now. That's what you would do: is just go blah in their faces. Hey, Merry Christmas! Do you James. do you, do you usually blah in people's faces I've or done what? It. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big blah in people's faces guy. You gotta get the phlegm there though. Yeah. You're missing the phlegm. Oh, okay. I think maybe I thought you said something different. Blah. Um. Um. 
Yeah. What do you want for Christmas, man? Like, do you have uh, do you have anything on the list? Do you do you got anything anything that uh, is tickling your fancy? Any stocking stuffers that the fans at home could get for you? This is quite the banter this week. Um, I I I don't know. I don't I don't know. See, here's the thing: is like I'm you know I'm 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 26. So like when I need stuff, I just buy it myself. Uh, I don't need a lot of things from people, and when I need things, I've already bought them. So quite honestly, uh, I don't know that I need anything. It's not like I have everything, but I just don't, you know. Okay. If I need things, I buy them myself, usually. It's very resourceful of you. I guess. Yeah. I'm just not a big, uh, I guess I'm not patient. Okay. If I need something, I'm going to get it. Like, what you're saying is is if someone could find, like, the box set of home improvement for you, you'd take it. Sure. There you go. I guess. That's, that's something. Home improvement? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd take that. For there some reason, go. I thought you said home alone. I'm like, no, probably not. <laughs> I own the first one, and that's, like, the only good one. So, you know. Are you a big Home Alone 2 Lost in New York guy? You don't like Home Alone in general, eh? Nah. No. Not really. Trump's in it. How the, did you like it? The problem with the second one, for me, that well, I mean, uh, you know, among a hundred other things, but the main thing for me is that there is no... Uh, John Candy in the second one, which to me is the funniest part of the first one. Mm. So, you know. Did he die in between? Is that why? Um, well, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with the first Home Alone, but like there really would have been no way to work his character into a second movie, I don't think. Uh, but he probably did pass away in between. That is a good point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, looks like he might have. Okay. For sure. I don't know what year for sure that Home Alone 2 came out in. I'm not a home alone file how many what? are there no oh, who knows <laughs> who who could keep track of all that i think there's four okay uh, there's only four that i'm aware of you went from like there's probably 20 to four well so there very like well that. could be like, like 45 that. of them for all i know oh. i don't know there's two with macaulay culkin so as far as i'm concerned there's two hmm. but you know. he, he was talking about coming back and and, and doing another one but like as an adult Mm-hmm. Like and maybe do. like he's the dad type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I could get into that. Has he acted since uh, Home Alone too? Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's not. You know, he's not setting the world on fire by any by any means these days. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's been in some shit. Star of stage and screen. Um, is he star of stage? I actually do have his uh, his Wikipedia open right now. That's all. Right. I don't see any. Uh. I don't see any uh, stage credits. No, hmm. no. Uh, he's in uh, he's in the Jim Gaffigan show a lot, uh, which oh, is why true. I think you know what I mean. That's like true. he's in uh, he's in like at least like probably six episodes of that. But yeah, I don't know. I like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fine. So we like to talk about uh, a whole lot of different things on the podcast. We're not just about hockey. We're not just about Christmas. We're uh, we like our music. We like our film. You sent me the um, breakdown this week, and I didn't look at it. Nice. So I don't even know what. Okay. I know. I know one thing we're going to talk about this week, and I'm sure everyone already knows it's coming. But before we get there, well, I guess. here it is—the thing that we all knew was coming. Right. What'd you think of the Irishman? I only saw two thirds of it. Really enjoyed what I've seen so far. Fair enough. Uh, it is very difficult in this day and age for me to find three and a half hours to sit down and watch a movie, let alone a miniseries. Um. So yeah. No, it's but I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, um you? Yeah, no, ex- exactly right there with you. It, it took me uh I had to watch it in, in different parts to get through the whole thing. Um 
I I I, I applaud Scorsese for for going uh, this this route, but uh, definitely could have could have broken this thing up a little bit. I think. Uh, yeah. Three and a half hours. I mean, Who like has the, the time. The, the whole point. The the reason why it is a little strange that he just didn't do a miniseries is because it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you know the whole point of putting a movie together is to get people to go to the theaters and watch it. And this did have a theatrical release, but it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Y- you can break this up into a little bit of a bit of a miniseries. And you know what I'm finding too? Like I don't know how far you finish the whole thing. Yeah, I am finding that it's moving too fast. Which is kind of fucked up to say about a three and a half hour movie. Uh, I think they could have just dragged that out into like an eight part miniseries, and it would have been amazing. Right, but yeah. Um, what do I know? I'm here's what I'm gonna say. I know we do a lot of second guessing of people that make a lot more money and are in higher places than us on this podcast. Uh, I will not pretend for a second that I'm smarter than Martin Cor- Scorsese. That guy is a genius and uh, can do whatever he wants. I I agree. Um, and you know what? It, it's been a while since we've had a, a real, it's been a, while. A, a, a real good uh, gangster movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's yeah, yeah. They're far and few between, like good ones. Like the last, the last good gangster piece of, of that I can remember is is The Sopranos. Yeah. Has there been anything really since then? Yeah, uh, am I there, forgetting anything? You know what? There was there was a film I watched. If you want to not... count John Wick as a gang thing, no, but no, I no, I wouldn't really. Um, there was one uh, 2012-ish, but I, I, the name is escaping me at the moment. Is The Town a gang movie? No, like... Not really I'm, I'm either. Talking, yeah, like a, a piece, a period You're talking piece. more like a yeah. mafia, yeah. full-blown, eh? Yeah. Oh, uh, man. There is... Lawless? Uh, that, that um... Is that, is that a gang movie? That, uh... That new Edward Norton movie. movie looks good. That does, Brooklyn's... Bro- Motherless Brooklyn. Motherless Brooklyn. I was yeah. going to say Brooklyn's Finest. That's a different movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks good. But uh, yeah, uh, Irishman, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, I loved it. Um, do yourself a favor and, and plan ahead. Don't don't go into it like I did, thinking I got time. Um, what's your What's your favorite Scorsese movie? Ooh, because there's a lot of options. Yeah, not me, not asking for best. Uh, best is really hard to. Pull you know up what a, I mean? A quick little. It's hard to compare here. best for sure. Uh, my favorites. Oof, this is tough. Probably Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, uh, it's there's... probably the same for me too. I, I I would say Wolf of Wall Street or uh, um, how am I forgetting the name of the movie that I like? Uh, Goodfellas. Hmm. But Shutter Island, The Departed, also yeah, right up there. The Departed is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good options for sure. What do you think? Do you think The Departed best cast in movie history or no? Best cast. Well, I mean, like let, let's not kid ourselves here. The Irishman's probably it's, it's probably up there. It's not as deep though. No, there's only like four notable people in the movie. Oh, come on! It's more than that. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> They're saving them all for Act Three of the yeah. film. You know, the final yeah. hour. <laughs> like for me, the fourth biggest name in the movie is is Ray Romano, which, like, you know, big fan. Got to tell you, right. but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally, like, meh, <laughs> meh. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah. Yeah, that was the worst fucking Ray Romano impression. I didn't even try on that one. 
I guess uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's in it too, which is cool. Scalco, Jesse Plemons shows up. I don't know if you've gotten to him yet. Uh, no, I have not. Harvey Keitel. Oh, no way. Steven Van Zant's in it? Yeah. Ah! Yeah, Harvey Keitel too, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I thought it was pretty deep. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, in terms of your heavy hitters, if you're going to do a gangster movie, you, you got the three. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, here's the thing, right? Like, I was talking about it last night with, uh, with Craig and Tom, and, uh, about how, like, you know, like, they're, like, they weren't, like, complaining about the movie or anything like that, but just saying, like, they didn't think it was gonna be as, as good as they, uh, as they, or they didn't think it was as good as they thought it was gonna be, and, uh, you know, like, my whole takeaway from the movie so far is just, like, you know, it's just kinda nice to see Joe Pesci again. Yeah. You know? That guy's uh He's looking good too. He's he's great. Yeah. He's awesome. I thought he was like I thought we were getting worried about Joe Pesci for a little while. Yeah. He's looking like he's doing okay. So. Uh Joe Pesci, uh, little known or well, not a little known fact, but if you guys aren't aware, listening at home, uh this was Joe Pesci's uh fourth credited role in the last twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Uh not a lot. Offici- unofficially retired in eight. So this yeah. this was a long time coming. Yeah. Um yeah, so like we said, go check it out. A lot of fun. True story, which I, I should add, which uh, kind of adds a little bit of uh, ooh, a little intrigue. So, a little mother may I. So, um, yeah, check check that out. Like the most '90s Saturday Night Live host musical guest combo. 1992, Joe Pesci hosted, and the musical guest was the Spin Doctors. <laughs> oh boy! Did they play two princes twice? <laughs> Literally two princes. Twice princes. Princess, Sorry, did you did you Prince, like the Irishman? Uh, I, 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 I kind of just cut you off. No, I did. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. I, I thought it was really good. Like I said, best, okay. best where, where would you rank it? Where would you rank it in Scorsese's movies as well? Like, would you like? Is it top ten? It's top ten. Yeah, I don't know if it gets in the top five. Oh, it's actually it's, t- top ten. Saying something. Yeah, uh, it's it's, it's, it's top made, ten for me. Guy made Casino. Yeah, Goodfellas. Taxi Driver. Raging Bull. You know, like one of the better movies I think that I've never seen. I don't think I've ever watched Mean Streets. I but it is forty five years old. Can't so. say that I have either. No, now that you mention it, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Oh, we should sit down. Harvey Keitel, Robert De Niro. Yeah, let's do a let's do a movie commentary on it. How long is it? It's oh, it's only one hundred and twelve minutes. There you go. Yeah. Under two hours. You thought I was going to say one hundred and twelve hours, probably. Yeah. Eh? Well, it is Scorsese based on the Irishman. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, that is your uh, pop culture remix. Nothing else happened in NHL this week. That's lace up a hockey podcast. Uh, we'll catch you next time. We're on Spotify. No. Uh, Clomper. Apparently, uh, there's a culture problem in hockey. Yeah. Shocker. Color me shocked. Yeah. Uh, Bill Peters, uh, now officially out in Calgary. It took a little while. Yeah. Um, he, he, actually, uh, he actually resigned. Uh, he wasn't fired. Um, Good for him. Did that shock you? Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, like at the end of the day, it's it's pretty possible that, you know, Bill Peters got to a point here where his lawyers were kind of advising him that I don't really know how much I'm going to be able to do for you here. Um, you know, like th- the whole issue comes back to me is, you know, is it wrongful termination to fire someone for something that didn't happen while they were employed there? And, you know, there, there's probably a case to be made for that. Um, but But, you know, at the end of the day, like there was a really good chance Bill Peters was getting fired before this all happened. Like, Bill Peters was the next coach to go after Mike Babcock got fired um, either way. So, you know, if you're the Calgary Flames, 
it's just it's hard to fire him and him not to turn around and be like, well, are you are you firing me because of my performance or are you firing me because of what happened 11 years ago when I was in uh, uh, Rockford, you know, and and um, that kind of is the the issue with it, right? Um, was how much could they prove and everything like that? To me, I I think it's a good move that that he stepped down. Um, I mean, in this instance, it's literally the least he could do. So um, it's 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 good to see that he did it. Yeah, um, I I think for myself, I I was surprised that the Flames didn't fire him prior to him. Res- like like you're right. Like he probably got to a point where it was like, you know what, this is just it's a no win scenario. I'm gonna I'm gonna step down and kind of save some face that way. But I, I am a little surprised that the Flames didn't get around to firing him. Uh, they obviously were going through their their due diligence of making sure they had uh, all the facts and you know all the all the T's crossed and and all that. And uh, while coaching in the AHL, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks affiliate, uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs, Bill Peter was accused by uh, Akeem Alou uh, of some racial slurs in the dressing room um, directed at Akeem. Um, in the presence of teammates, um, and uh, it, it 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 was addressed to, to some degree uh, based on some of the things that we've been seeing. Uh, the, apparently, the team captain at the time went and, and talked to Peters about you know how this this isn't right. But uh, for for all intent and purposes, it, it never really went any further than that. Um, there's uh, there's some belief that Akeem's career was, uh, you know, uh, jeopardized or, or haltered in, in some way by by the, you know, haltered, of, uh, haltered, haltered, yeah, you, ha- halting progress. Is that no? Uh, <laughs> when I type in halter into uh, Google, all I get is halter top. Ooh, so. <laughs> All right. As far as I know, haltered is not a word. Halted, halted? is a word. Halted? Altered? 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 Altered is a word. Yeah. To alter something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like on Seinfeld. Use quone in a sentence. Quone! <laughs> to quone something! Um, <clears throat> Akeem's career was affected uh, in some degree uh, by having Peters as a coach. Um whether or not that you know, like I think he was a really skilled guy that was was definitely on his way. Um, he is toward the top of the list of like players in the last ten years, prospects in the last ten years that I never understood what happened there. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of interesting that this came out because I never understood why he never got he never even really got an NHL opportunity. Um, until he was on to another organization, and even that, like, it wasn't a really big opportunity he got. He just kind of got thrown in the lineup here and there because, you know, the Flames were out of the playoff race or because they were so injured. And um, I never understood why he couldn't take that next step because he was always a guy, to me, who had, you know, a ridiculous skill set and also happened to be, like, massive but could skate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A um... Bufflin type, uh, 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 you know, not as good, but like a Lindros type, you know, like he, he was a big beast of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that comes out and, uh, and then obviously 
the the floodgates kind of open and uh, there's some some former hurricane players that start speaking up about uh, some of the abuse that they went through on the bench and in the dressing room from from Bill Peters in the form of you know physical abuse kicking guys hitting players um, just you know all around real douchebaggy things to do when you're uh, you know a head coach of an NHL organization and um, so this this obviously it's 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 been a chaotic week so to speak in uh in terms of all the uh, allegations that are, are been coming out to uh not only peters but some other coaches as well but you know uh peters at the forefront and um and it, it, it's cost him his job at this point um i wouldn't be surprised if he never coaches uh, again and uh mind you it's the nhl so uh, i guess nothing would surprise me so uh there is discussion that the NHL uh in the midst of their investigation that there is discussion of some sort of a of a of a ban um is probably going to get fined a, a very very heavy number as well and um if he wants to pl- or coach in the NHL again he's going to need to pay the fine first and my understanding is that the number is very close to uh what Bill Peters makes in a year so uh, I don't see. I, I'm all I see is the NHL. I think probably making it as difficult as they possibly can for Bill Peters to get back into the NHL, and fucking rightfully so. I don't think he should ever work in the NHL or in hockey ever again mm-hmm. at any capacity. He yeah. shouldn't be fucking. He shouldn't be ripping tickets at a university game. Like he he should be done. Yeah. Um. He. Uh... Didn't last long in Calgary. Didn't last long in the NHL. Uh, you know, as as a head coach for that matter. Um, long seen as the heir apparent or one of them from uh, Mike Babcock, who obviously went through his own issues last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, did it to himself. I mean, there's there's no two ways around it. Regardless of how you feel about you know his his performance as a, as a coach, whether you thought that this guy was a, a smart hockey figure or not. Uh, you, you can't do these things. You, you know, you, you can't just go around um, abusing and assaulting um, your employees, essentially, uh, at any level. And I, I, I'm glad to see that uh, it was it was handled in a manner that, uh, you know, didn't allow it to go any further. You know, he wasn't behind the bench coaching while, you know, this whole process was going on. The uh, the Flames were quick to make the switch there and have, have Jeff Ward take over for a few games and... Uh, now who uh, officially has the title of interim coach uh, for the team, um, so you know it's 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 good that he's gone. Um, uh, I'm I'm hoping that there's there's some good to be found in all of this. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of things have been coming out through Twitter and uh, other sources. Uh, guys finally speaking up about what they went through in their careers and. Um, you know, it's I, I I really hope this is this is a major wake up call for the. I, I hope there's coaches that are scared right now, honestly. Like if if you if you went through your career at any point, you you went through something similar like this uh, as a coach, you know, uh, abusing or assaulting your players. Uh, rightfully so, you sh- you should be scared shitless. You know what? Like there's there's no place for this in the game. Uh, these guys shouldn't have jobs. They shouldn't have access to uh, these means. And uh, the the fact that it it's it's gone on for as long and and to to sit here and say that I you know we we didn't think it was happening well 
I think that's a bit naive, uh, but to, to the extent, I think, is, is really... To see it happening, in t- or, or to hear about it happening in the NHL in 2016, 2017 right. is kind of shocking, because, I mean, and maybe naive on our part, but, you know, you'd like to think that at least at that level, like, this shit doesn't happen. I mean, like, the ridiculous part about this, to me, the one thing I thought of, is it's almost kind of nuts, no one in the stands or like a cameraman or something never caught this. That was the part to me that I was like, that's kind of mind boggling that this guy was such a fucking prick that he was willing to do this shit in front of 18,000 people and maybe on national television. That's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to not even care at that level. You know what I mean? Like you don't even care about yourself enough to at least protect yourself there like that that to me that just shows complete narcissism he's he's a, he's a fucking psychopath i'm gonna say it like that's it's insane to to feel the need to take this out on grown men and to think that this is the way they to get through to them like i understand you know i'm not gonna be one of these people who's gonna sit here and say that um you know like uh, we should have known 50 years ago this wasn't right. No, it, it, people thought differently. It is what it is. Like, if you think that this conversation should have been going on 50 years ago, you're right. But if you're going to blame people in the past, grow up. Like, like fucking grow up on that. Because it, it just, it was the way it was. Now we're having the conversation. It's good we're having the conversation. Things change. Times change. It happens. Now, the crazy thing about this is that you know, this stuff did used to happen, and now Peters is at a point where, you know, maybe he was taught that that's right, and that doesn't make it right, and I'm not defending him either. It's just to believe that, you know what I mean, like his mind is still so old school in that sense to think that this is normal. Like, that's just kind of nuts to me, though. In 2016, 20, you know... 2010 or whenever like all these alleged incidents happened um you know it's 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 crazy to me yeah no you're right it's it's a different time and one thing that i I don't you know i gotta kind of wonder about and i'm not saying it makes it right but it, it it definitely affects one's upbringing is um you know whether whether or not bill peters ever went through something like this as, yeah. as a player on the other end and there's a good chance that he did. Right. And again, know? it doesn't make it right, but it, it definitely it I don't, alters your perspective. I don't think that you could think that this is right without having seen it before. Hmm. Like, you, you have to be pretty mentally disturbed to think of this on your own without ever having seen or heard about it before. You know what I mean? For you to just make up that this is the way to get through players, you think, like, this is your revolutionary... Uh, way to coach is is now you know what i mean like this is what you believe is like the way to go and and to to think of it on your own like that would be absolutely psychotic so to me like yeah i agree with you you probably dealt with something like this before um that's something i i don't know if we'll ever hear about because at this point i I don't really think anyone wants to hear his story yeah um you know uh at least not in the short term yeah for sure um now some interesting storylines behind the scenes going on as well. Um, we've heard from uh, former Carolina Hurricanes owner Tom. I don't know Greek that well. Uh, how do you, how, uh, K- 
Kalamanos. Peter Carmanos. Carmanos. Sorry, I thought there was an L in there somewhere. Um, who uh, initially seemed uh, absolutely disgusted. Uh, there's, there's absolutely no way that this guy would have remained in the organization had I known about it. Uh, he goes on uh, about how uh, how upset he is and and uh, and how you know un- unjust this is to the players. And uh, and then we heard from Ron Francis recently, who uh, claimed to uh, have you know heard about it, uh, dealt with it to whatever capacity that means, and passed it along to his superiors, which would imply that. Uh, Mr. Carmanos would have known about this, and these actions that he claims he would have taken uh, weren't taken. So uh, somewhere along the line of command here in the Carolina organization, something is is lost. Something is not being reported to someone, and uh, it it should have been dealt with then. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm not sure about you, but uh, if I'm Ron Francis, I, I don't know how I hear about this and think we can fix this. And mm-hmm. keep the coach, like it's it's one or the other at that point for me. And well, knowing a decent amount about Ron Francis's upbringing and you know situations that he's played in in the past, like I, I know firsthand that he played for some pretty old school organizations and coaches as well. And to me, I, I'm just saying. We're saying one thing about Peters, and then, you know, it is entirely possible that maybe Ron Francis didn't understand at the time what he was dealing with either, is all I'm saying. I'm not blaming Ron Francis here. I don't really have an opinion one way or another on on the Francis part of this story, because, I, I, you know, I, I could care less, really, about, about Ron Francis. But, you know, I, I do sort of wonder, my whole thing with the Francis Carmanos part was, you know... We, we talked last week about the Mitch Marner situation and how, you know, how does this, how does Babcock do this and it and not make its way up to management and they don't deal with it. And, you know, it's naive to think that it just stayed in the room. Like, of course, you know, Lou heard about it. We now know that Shanahan apparently heard about it. But at the end of the day, like, did that make it up to Larry Tannenbaum? And, you know, you'd have to imagine no. Like, why, you know, why would Larry Tannenbaum care? It's the same sort of thing for me with Carmanos, in just in the sense that, you know, if Ron Francis didn't think it was as big of a deal at the time, there's no reason to tell Carmanos. Even if he did think it was a big deal, uh, unless they considered firing him, they probably didn't, you know, feel the need to tell Carmanos. And um, I don't know. Part of me kind of believed Carmanos at first, but since then, it's it's looked a little dicey in terms of what he actually said, and the timeline's a little unclear. And, uh, it is what it is, uh, you know. I, that, I that's why I don't really have an opinion on it one way or another. But um, yeah, I, I I just all I'm saying is I do sort of wonder about the Ron Francis part of the story. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I fully believe that if if it if it made its way to Ron at that point, um, this could have been dealt with then, and you know we we could have moved on, and 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 maybe that's not the right way to look at it because maybe at that point we don't find out about all this and. Um, this whole uh, bringing the culture to you know to light that's that's been going on this week doesn't happen, and maybe Bill Peters just goes off and yeah maybe he goes back to the AHL and he's still coaching, um, but um, regardless um, 
it's uh, it's it's obviously shocking that it got to this level, especially how you, you commented about how it's you know it's 2019, well not for much longer, but you know in today's age that the fact that it's gotten this far and uh, nobody was the wiser for for so long, it it just it just sickens you like it, it makes you wonder how deep this goes because um, if it's happening at the initial level you know it's happening at every other level well, that's what i was gonna so. say right like that that that's the whole thing about this is you know it, it, people maybe were surprised to hear about this happening and you know uh, the only part that surprised me was that it's the nhl level mm. but you know if you would have told me that uh some guy coached in the 20 or 20 years in the echl and he did this for all 20 years uh, it wouldn't shock me in the least. And, you know, whether that says something about the whole hockey culture, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I can't say that I had any coach that I would consider um, physically abusive. Anyway, uh, I, I definitely had a coach or two that I would consider to be uh, mentally abusive, uh, particularly because, you know, the team was like 10 years old at the time, but you know, like I, I've never dealt with it, but I am aware that this kind of thing goes on. And part of the reason why I've coached hockey and will, I'm not this year, but I will get back into it and I will continue to do it is because it's, it's 17 kids that I can guarantee for at least a year don't have to deal with this kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, and that's the way I see it. I've always kind of felt like because I've had shitty coaches that, you know, I want kids to have as good of a time playing hockey as possible. And, you know, as time's gone on, I, I, I've tried to embrace a lot more of a player's coach sort of approach. And you know what I mean? Like just like talking with the players more. And, um, because I think that you know, that is the way, especially at, in minor hockey, that it's going to keep kids wanting to play, keep them involved in the game. And, you know, I mean, not to go too much into personal stories, but I mean, how many kids have we had who are just absolutely, you know, fell out of love with hockey and fell back in love with the game because we coached them, you know, because not necessarily that we were that great. Like, that's not even what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that that's how bad their previous coaches were. And I've always kind of wondered with some of those kids, like, what kind of shit did you have to deal with? Yeah. You know? Yeah, because you're right. Like, it's – I don't think any coach is uh, sunshine or rainbows 24-7. Like, you, you well, know, it's, you, it's – you're just you're, – yeah. you're lying to yourself if you're going to be positive all the time. Exactly. So, you're you're right. It's, it's you know, every coach is going to have a – a moment of frustration. It's a matter how you how you how you, how you deal it. with it, right? But you're like, right. It's 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 what is what has happened to this point to deter you from from loving the game, playing the game based on the actions of of a person. It, it just it, it it makes you sick to think about because you almost don't want to think about it. But the problem is, is that we got to start thinking about it, and we got to start finding a way to get this out of the out of the sport. Um, it's it starts it starts at the lowest levels and it, and it works its way up if, if, if you can can get these kind of uh you know people out of the game mm-hmm. before they can get going before they get any sort of you know reputation or success or progress their careers in, in any fashion because this, this is how you do it you, you work your way up through the through the system um 
that that's that's going to only make the the game better for everyone. Uh, not just at the NHL level where these guys are you know professionals, but at, at the minor level too, where you know everyday kids that just want to play hockey that are never going to go anywhere in their life with the sport mm-hmm. uh, have the opportunity to enjoy it without you know being abused, without being harassed, without being assaulted. Right. And uh, it's it's definitely like don't get me wrong, there's worse stories out there than Bill Peters, big time. But well, the stories of Bill Peters that we know about, anyway. True, it's yeah. real possible, and I mean, like that's a thing too. Like what I found so fascinating to actually get back on track into the whole timeline of the Bill Peters events was, you know, Michael Jordan comes out, um, former Carolina Hurricanes defenseman from the Czech Republic, Michael Jordan, not uh, not Chicago Bulls, not legend. not Air Jordan, yeah. Um, you know, Michael Jordan comes out and, and says, you know, yeah, he, he kicked me and, and he hit me and, yeah, like, he, he did that. Rod Brindamore comes out and says, yeah, that that incident in question definitely happened. It's just, like, it, it's just, it's kind of interesting to me how there was another player that said something that he also got hit in the back of the head. The player chose to remain anonymous. Part of me kind of thinks that that is because he's still an active player. Hmm. Part of me thinks that, you know what I mean, like, uh, just just as an example, like, Justin Falk doesn't want to show up to the rink and say, and answer questions about his coach from a few years ago. You know, he's got, he's got onto a new team, he's got a different job, you know, like, if it were Justin Falk, you just, you don't really want to deal with that but you want to share your story at the same time. Part of me thinks that the anonymous player is still in the league, and that, and that's that's why they they chose to remain anonymous. Yuri Talusti, I didn't I didn't hear if there was an actual incident, but Yuri Talusti kind of also said that Bill Peters is a terrible human being. Uh, Sean McMorrow, former uh, American Hockey League player, uh, won an award one year for his community service, uh, was treated horribly for by Peters for years. Um, there have been enough mentions of Bill Peters' name in the last week to kind of believe that there's got to be other stories out there that we don't know and probably are never going to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, it, it's it's uh, you're right. The, the scope of this is is unknown. It's it's I would imagine much larger than we we think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's good that these guys are speaking up. That they're at a point in life where they can say something. Uh, it is too bad that it it continues to be something that these guys have to hide um, because for, for whatever reason, you know, they're they're ashamed or they're worried about their careers being in jeopardy or uh, many other reasons. Um, no one should ever feel like they have to you know hide stories of uh, this nature from anyone. Like if if. If, if, you know, if this happens to me at the workplace, yeah, I'm going to go to somebody and, and you know, say something and, and you yeah. know, that, and that's, that's how it should be. That, that, that This is your job. This is your, yeah, you're uh, uh, an athlete, you're a superstar getting paid millions of dollars, but that doesn't make you any different as a human being from anyone else that goes through this at a workplace. And it can be tough for people. It's, it's unfortunate that it is the way it is, but uh, I am happy to see that there's, um, a good number of people that are coming forward and, and sharing their stories. And uh, Daniel Carcillo, just to kind of go off topic, he's been doing some fast, fantastic work 
um, dealing with uh, with survivors of assault and, and abuse and and doing his best to get their stories out there while allowing them to remain anonymous and uh, it's uh, it's been it's been positive I think the the pushback it's uh, just unfortunate that it, it, it ha- had to happen the way it is mm-hmm. so I try to be especially on this podcast someone that doesn't jump to conclusions with things that I you know when you don't have all the evidence and all the all everything in front of you but I am someone who does personally believe that Akima Lu was blackballed and that teams chose not to give him opportunity because of certain things that they had heard about him I I do personally believe that Akima Lu was was sort of pushed out of the league and um you know like the story from when he was in junior that you know he he was had a, a reputation of being a difficult player because he supposedly refused to do the the rookie hazing ritual of sending all the fucking rookies in the bathroom naked to pick up quarters on the fucking floor and he said no fuck that I'm not doing that and you know that that's been backed up that that actually happened and and you know, that happens, and then the whole thing with Peters, and, you know, who fucking knows what else. You know, personally to me, like, I, I, I genuinely buy the narrative that he wasn't given a fair shake, and that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, like, the real the real thing that I, I think is ridiculous in all this is, you know, this is a guy who potentially got robbed of making tens of millions of dollars of being a star in the sport that he grew up loving and and worked his ass off by the way like he's got quite a story from when he was a kid too um you know worked his ass off to get where you know he almost was and had it ripped away because of these old white fucking hockey men that you know continue to dominate and in a lot of ways ruin the sport Hmm. Yeah, uh, you you you're probably right. I don't know for sure, but yeah. I, I I genuinely buy this narrative. I, yeah. I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid on that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Drink away. It's it's you're you're right. It's 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 tough to say. Like you plenty more in the packet yeah. where that oh, came yeah. from. Oh yeah. Don't eh? worry. I got a I got a whole jug full. When was the last time you made Kool Aid? Oh, I was probably I don't know early like 13, 14. Fuck! I thought you were gonna say early twenties. No. Well, <laughs> see, like. <laughs> No, oh, I made some last week. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't love a good cup you, of Kool Aid? All right, like no, I, Gatorade goes on sale, my guy. I'll, I'll say like because my my I had a younger sister growing up, and and she enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed it when I was young. I probably made it. Oh fuck! Her. I thought you were going back in the hockey conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what does your sister have to do with a yeah. Kimalu? Um, yeah, no, you're you're probably right. It's unfortunate that this 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 and many other actions likely caused some guys some jobs and some opportunities and. Uh, that's not how it should be. Hopefully, Akima Lu can have his his day in terms of making a change in the National Hockey League. Yeah, and, and so. you know what? At the end of the day, that might be more important to to him. I agree. Than a career. Yeah, uh, could have been, but uh, it is unfortunate. It's unfortunate that he has to be that guy. Yeah, but good for him. Yeah. for doing it. Now, one thing I did want to ask you about, um, unless you have anything else that you wanted to get no, in here, not really. Um, what did you think? Because this this bothered me um, when when the Alou accusations come out, the handling of this by the media, um, because we we see these accusations come out, 
a, a day, maybe a day and a half goes by. People process it however they want to process it. And then the next thing you know, we're asking guys like Oliver Killington in the dressing room. Is that... No? Shillington? I mean, you're not wrong, but it, it is Shillington. But it, it is too. spelt Kylington. I was going to so. say Shillington. It I is Shillington. didn't want to sound like the idiot, but now I'm the idiot anyway. So. Uh, I like that you said Killington. Yeah. I wonder if any of his teammates have ever nicknamed him Buzz Killington. <laughs> I'd call him Buzz. Buzz? Yeah, why not? Anyway, we uh, were asking guys like Shillington uh, in the dressing room if, if they've ever been victim of abuse yeah. to Bill Peters. We're not asking Johnny Goudreau. We're not asking Mark Giordano. We're not asking Dave Riddick. Well, and even still, it's like even even on the... I know where you're going with this, but it's also like I think incredibly unfair to ask someone who currently plays for Bill Peters. Exactly. That's a complete... And, and if we're going to ask someone who plays for Bill Peters... Um, why don't we ask someone who's not, like, uh, young? Right. Why don't we ask someone who's been in the league a little while? Exactly. Why are you putting a fucking 21-year-old, I'm going to say, maybe 22-year-old kid in yeah. that position? Yeah. That's a joke. A guy that's still trying to carve out a... Yeah, he's uh, not a he's not a full-time NHLer yet. No. You know? You know? Um, For sure, anyway. Yeah, uh, I thought that was absolutely ridiculous that the, you yeah, know, the, the way that was handled. No, I agree, it's a joke. Um... You know, it's it's good to get a, a total sense of the story, and you want to do your diligence, and you want to for sure. You want to go that extra. No, you know, I length, I, but... I get I get what whoever asked him that question was thinking, but that's a rookie journalist mistake for yeah. sure. Yeah, and this is coming was... from someone who is not a full time journalist, right? But even I fucking know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the the. <laughs> What did you expect to get out of that? You know, like what what, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Oh yeah, he uh, he he calls me. Yeah, uh, just racist just slurs yeah, day. just last week. Just he in front was, of the boys, you know, uh, brought the whip out. You guys didn't catch that on camera. Yeah, yeah. It was right there on the bench. You guys didn't see it. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, absolutely brutal. Grabbed me by my ear and hauled me into the hallway to yeah. have a conversation like yeah. I was a kid. So uh, so Peters is out. Uh, the Calgary Flames. You know, this was probably going to happen regardless, um, given the, how their season's been going. Um, and I don't know if I said it on the podcast last week, but I still stand by my statement, though, where I am kind of wondering about the core in Calgary, though, like just on a separate sort of conversation. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I do genuinely think that maybe there is a little bit of an issue with this core, um, because... Before Peters, they were churning out head coaches like No Tomorrow, and now Peters is just kind of an isolated incident. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a little skeptical on them. Well, but, someone, but you're right; he was going to get fired, and I think he deserved to get fired anyway. Like, someone pulled up a list of uh, coaches for the Calgary Flames over like the last ten years. And it's an interesting list. The number of guys that have been accused of stuff this week alone, it was like five out of the eight names on that Calgary Flames list were you really know, yeah guys that pointed the finger at. Um, and it just kind of makes you wonder, like, like, who? Well, I heard Sutter. I, they, I heard, yeah, the Sutter's for sure. Um, well, I heard Daryl. I actually didn't hear anything about Brent. But I heard about Brent. I don't like Brent Sutter. Um, anyway. who was the other one? Um, Gullitson. Daryl's an interesting one because for every bad Daryl Sutter story, there's been a lot of players who were like, yeah, I, sure. I owe my life Career. to Daryl yeah. Sutter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. For sure, and but it was just very I can interesting understand to that. see that that many of those guys on that list um, 
were accused. It just makes you wonder, like, yeah, maybe the Flames really did go through some shit with their coaches, and it's not really. Yeah, I mean, it could fault. be it could be a culture problem passed yeah. down from the previous you know set of players Regime. that were there, even. Yeah. But. So uh, it, it does seem to be uh, happy days in Calgary at this point. They're bumping the music at practice. They're uh, all buying into whatever Kool Aid Jeff Ward is serving, um, and you know, uh, just just from a purely hockey perspective, probably a good move to get this team back on track and, and hopefully salvage the season for them. Um, and uh, and hopefully none of these guys ever have to deal or hear the name Bill Peters uh, ever again. Uh, yeah, Any, anything else with the Bill Peters situation that you wanted to throw out there, get out there uh, coaching-wise, the culture of, of the game? Uh, uh, we've put a nice little bow on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I said my piece. The, the yeah. last thing I, I pretty much want to say is that I, I welcome this. I think it... it would be good for the game for this to this movement to continue moving forward sure um because there's no reason that uh a player at any level should have to put up with that kind of stuff yeah well said um okay on to some well, I should even clarify that no one anywhere should have to put up with that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know what? You know Baseball what? players, fuck them. Yeah, you know what? I got no problem with uh, Mike Matheny coming into the dugout and breaking a bat over John Smoltz's ankles. You know, yeah. like I don't care. Yeah, you want to toss? You want to toss deflated footballs at naked guys in the football showers? Then have at her. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that got a little intense. I apologize. I can't believe I'm saying this, but on to some happier topics. Okay. Like the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Can we fix them? <laughs> Fuck them. Can you laugh like that in French? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, uh, yeah, pump this the brakes. Is, this is getting this uh, is a fucking controversial it's episode. Getting, it's getting a little playfully. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, seven seven in a row. The Montreal Canadiens have dropped now. Uh, amazingly, their record is is only eleven nine and six at this point. Uh, fun fact: pretty sure the Montreal Canadiens are zero and seven since I said that Claude Julien should be uh, a, a Jack Adams uh, candidate. Nice. Yeah. The laced up bump. Um, yeah. Well, it kind of is a laced up bump because I do not wish the uh, Canadians any particular success. Yeah, they've fallen out of second place in the Atlantic. They are down to eleventh uh, in the East at this point, uh, with Tampa a point behind them with a couple games in hand. So you have to imagine that it's only a matter of time before Tampa gets up ahead of them. Um, what what the hell is going on with this team? What like what is the problem here? Is is it just a lack of of uh, consistency from the players? Is it injuries? Is it Carey Price? Is it everything? Is it the coaching? Uh, what, what do you say here? Um, what I see is a team that for about a year and a bit now uh, has been uh, not a very sound hockey team in the way that they are constructed. And now they're losing games because, uh, sorry, but this is not a good team. Mm. There is not a lot on this roster. There hasn't been for a while. And credit where credit is due to Claude Julien and credit where credit is due to Carey Price. 
but now neither of them seem to be holding up their end of the bargain quite that much, and you know you're you're see, you're seeing it. You know this is a team that with any goaltender in net would be struggling, and they're back to reality at this point. I think you know uh, this is a team that. I could see them making the playoffs. I took them to make the playoffs, but that's because I figured whatever had been going on last year was going to keep rolling into this year. And what we're seeing now is, you know, the the Bob Hartley Flames type team. The, uh, you know, the uh, Randy Carlisle when he went back to the Ducks. Like, to me, it was potentially a, a team that was overachieving. This is a team that needs a, a decent overhaul on the roster, and you know a lot of a lot of people are unwilling to see it because um, you know a lot of people root for Montreal because they hate the Leafs, and a lot of people just root for Montreal because they're a Habs fan, and a lot of people don't want to see uh, what this team is actually constructed with. Like the best forward on this team is Brendan Gallagher, who up until last year was a okay second line winger, probably a third line winger. Mm. And now, you know, last year he played like one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And this year he's playing like a decent second line winger. Sure. Because that's probably closer to what he actually is. Um, you know, Thomas Tatar leads the team in points. Skilled player, but again, like he's a guy who uh, has had issues staying in the lineup in other teams that he's played for. Yeah. So... Are sure. we talking about a guy who's setting the world on fire here? I like I I don't know. I'm just all I'm saying is that this is a team that is in many ways quite flawed hmm. and you know they're starting to get exposed for it. Yeah. It it should be added that uh as soon as uh, Jonathan Druin went down with his injury, that's when the losing streak Yeah, well that commence. that hurts a lot. That that's a big loss. Uh you know what you you dive into some of the deeper numbers here. It's I don't know if it's hopeless for Montreal. Like they've they've got some good. No, the course is looking good. The expected goals are good. They're they're scoring higher than the league, uh, you know, average. Um, but one big factor, and this is one thing that uh, Montreal Canadiens have kind of always been able to rely on, uh, is that Carey Price has not been great. Not lately, anyway. No, uh, his save percentage on the season now down below nine hundred. Um, Keith Kincaid, for that matter, is is not far behind him. Uh, which should be a little worrisome if you're the Montreal Canadiens. Um, yeah, like even in the 80s, 424 is a bad goals against average. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know what, and, and that's I think that's the X factor with the Montreal Canadiens. It, it always will be, uh, is if, if carries on. Has been for years, yeah. You know, this team can win. They, they can get by with, with Carey Price playing at a, you know, a 9-10, 9-12 level. But... He's not even at that. Well, you know, when he he's, when he's at his best, like he's the best goaltender the last ten years, other than maybe Lundqvist sure. to me. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah, when he's on, he is ridiculous, and that that's kind of the issue with the Montreal Canadiens in a way is that you know because they're built on their goaltender who is good, you know, it, they're going to need to put a competitive team in front of them because they're never going to be bad enough until maybe now. Uh, that they can go on a flow a full blown rebuild with Carey Price and Net, right? And if Carey Price doesn't rebound, you know this this is an area of concern. You know, I, I'm a big I'm not a big believer in the idea that Carey Price is maybe cooked. Uh, I think that there's still a lot to be said for Carey Price, and I think that you know he's I I I believe he's going to bounce back, but 
I mean, if we're really looking at it, like, he was a 900 goalie two years ago hmm. and was a 918 last year, which was pretty good. But a lot of that was the back half of the year, him being really strong. So, like, if we're really looking at it, he hasn't been very good, like, for 30 of the last 36 calendar months. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're in Boston tonight. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then they, uh, they're at home on uh, Tuesday night against the Islanders. Uh, one thing that should, Are they good? They, one thing that should be noted here is that the Canadians uh, only have four home games in the month of December. They end the month on a seven-game road trip between the 17th and the 31st. And you got to factor in the Christmas break in, into all that. Seven road games uh, to end Jeez. the month. I thought the schedule maker hated the Leafs. Um, I, I don't... I, wow, that's quite a road trip, too. Like, you didn't yeah. even mention where they're going. That's Yeah, that's fair. Western Canada and then Florida. Which, yeah. you know, Christmas in Florida, I'm down. But, Ooh, like, yeah. you know... But you've got to travel, essentially, over that's Christmas. A, that's a tough... That's yeah. a tough... Uh, if, if they lose tonight in Boston... Do you fire Tarion? Is is it even worth it? Well, I don't think you can fire Tarion because he doesn't work there anymore. But um. <laughs> Julian Tarion, uh, it's a, some some French guy behind the bench. I don't know. I, um, <laughs> I I don't think so because I think he's the only thing holding this team together. Yeah, you, you think so? Um, right? yeah. I I genuinely believe that. I really don't think this is a very good hockey team. But um, I mean, Jeff Petrie's. Good. And Shea Weber has been close to his former former self in a way. Um, you know, he still looks really slow out there, but he's 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 getting the job done. Yeah. Um you know, so I mean like the, the, the back end maybe has some pieces, uh but it's not overly deep. There's some holes there. Up front, like one thing that this team clearly lacks is a superstar. Because the only one that they have is a net, and he's not playing anything close to it right now. Yeah. So, I've always found that it is really hard to win if you don't have a superstar. And, you know, you look at all the Stanley Cup champions of the last, you know, however many years. Like, like you know, maybe the closest thing is the Blues. Uh, I would classify a couple of their players as a superstar. Mm. But, maybe they don't get looked at that way because they're not necessarily guys who are on the highlight reel every night and right. scoring 120 points a year. But like, I think O'Reilly and Petrangelo are superstars. Mm-hmm. You you could, you could say that beyond that, it might be the hurricanes from 06. Like that's how far back you got to go. Mm-hmm. And even they had Eric Stahl who we didn't know it at the time. And but Cam was, Ward was, was Cam Vesna at the time. Pretty much. Rookie, so rookie Cam Vesna. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they got the Bruins tonight. They got the Islanders and then they got the avalanche. Uh, so we could see this, Grow from seven to ten games uh, on the losing streak, and then you know they you you want to say oh they got a muffin and the Rangers up next. Well, they just lost the Rangers. It's also a back to back. They're playing them on on the the second of a back to back on the road, and then boom, you got the Penguins again. And I mean, like, let's be honest here, Kincaid's got to play one of those games probably. Right. I mean, probably because the Canadians did start Carey Price on back to back nights at one point this year, but. yeah. This yeah, this could get out of hand real quick. Uh they play the Lightning twice in the matter of uh, you know, five days at the end of the month. Uh, I'm not putting much weight on this, but I will say one thing is I, I have heard from goaltenders directly 
that they sometimes play a little bit different when they're not as confident on the in the other goalie on the bench. Hmm. And I'm not blaming Keith Kincaid for Carey Price's struggles, but I certainly don't think that's helping right now is knowing that this is on him and that the other guy in that, you know, I'm sure Carey Price doesn't think that way because by all accounts he's a good teammate, but yeah. um, it's got to be in the back of his mind. Yeah. Yeah, they just finished a five-game homestand. Uh, couldn't get more than did, two points. Did they do well in, on that homestand? Uh, no, they uh, they oh. lost in overtime twice, so they did, they did bank a couple points, but no wins. Um, so uh, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, a hot, flaming pile of garbage at the moment, um, and likely no... Uh, end in sight uh, as they uh, approach uh, a game against the Boston Bruins. Um, stay tuned uh, to see uh, how that unfolds because uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it now. It won't be great. Okay. Uh, okay, so we're, uh, we've, we've, we've gotten the big topics out of the way here. You know, it, was, it was, wasn't the, the most action-packed week of of uh, NHL action, there was no guys spitting on each other. There was no cross checks to the back of the kidneys. Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy happened this week, aside from the fact that we all paid attention to uh, the Bill Peters situation. Uh, Game wise, it was pretty tame, so uh, uh, not not a whole lot to to catch everyone up with. I wanted to ask you a little lighthearted segment at the end here. All right. If you could have one thing for Christmas from the NHL, what would it be? Well, what do you want Gary Bettman to give you as as a fan, as some sort of media personality of the game? What what, what can they do to to make your enjoyment of the sport better? A new host. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next week, um, uh, James Duffy will be taking over. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not so crazy about that either, but. Um... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, uh, longer, long, like longer three on three overtime would be my thing. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, also, a big fan of the uh, uh, three points for a regulation win standing system. Okay. Um, but I, I, I almost think those things need to go hand in hand. Mm. If they're going to extend overtime, I think they need to do the standings. There's no point in even changing the standings if they're just going to keep overtime the same. Because, I don't know, still getting getting one. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Getting one point for a shootout win is kind of a joke. But Okay. yeah, That's fair. Um, I'm going to keep it a little lighter. Uh, not changing any of the rules up. Uh, uh, it's it's mid-season after all. You know how how much can Gary really do? But you know what I'd actually really love to see in the NHL at this point, and, and I've been I've been thinking about this for a few weeks now. I would love to see more color on color hockey games. I I want to see the red jerseys of the Red Wings playing the blue jerseys of the Leafs. Um, I I love that kind of thing. The Hurricanes did it last year towards the end of the season. Um, I thought I thought it was fantastic. Who 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 would say no to that? Like who who doesn't want to see? You know, like I don't know. Visually, I think it's striking. I think it's 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 definitely something that would be more attractive when you're when you're watching it, at least from TV. Never mind in in person, which would be fantastic as well. Uh, you know, the whole idea of the white jersey just goes back to the fact that we used to have black and white television sets, and it was hard to tell which which team Maurice Richard was playing for back in 1958 because it's it's everybody looks the same, and uh, that's not the case anymore. We've 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 got 4K. Um, it's it's very 
it's very odd that the NHL doesn't allow teams to kind of go into this and say, you know what, let's 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 have the green stars versus the you know the the yellow predators more often. You know that that kind of matchup. Obviously, it doesn't work for everybody. Uh, red on red would be a nightmare. Blue on blue would be a nightmare. But just give us the option. Give us the possibility. Let's do it. And uh, to further that point, white jerseys for the Jets in the playoffs. Let's go. The whiteout. Got a quiz for you. Yeah. Excited? It's not so fun being on the other side of it, is it? <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't think I've failed one of your quizzes. That's so, fair. like, I'm That's I'm fair. fine with this. I'm running, like... I, I'm going to say I'm running, like, 7-0 and all time on wow. this. So. All right. Well, yeah. I'm hoping this is a bit of a curveball for you. Um, I've got a shocker. Christmas themed quiz for you. Have they ever played Santa Claus? Nice. I did study that last year, so. (laughs) All right. I've got a list of 10 names here, and I want you to tell me whether or not this player played in the National Hockey League at one point. Now, the fun part here is that these are all very festive themed names that we're going to deal with. Oh, for fuck's sakes. So uh, I'm going to, because of. Number one, a Chris Kringle. Come on. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Um, so given given your uh, your confidence in your own record, your your self-proclaimed perfect streak, I'm, I'm going to put this at 50-50. We're going to need a, a genuine pass here for uh, for me to give you the, the win. And uh, if, if you're ready, I'll, uh, I'll get the ball rolling here with our first uh, our first mystery name. All right. All right. Any questions? No. Nope. All right, here we go. Number one. Carl Holly. Is uh, Carl Holly an NHL player? Hmm. I'm gonna say no. Uh, that is correct. Um, Carl Holly uh, played in the uh, World Hockey Association, but never made it to the NHL. Right. Yeah, I knew that. All right. From Holly... It's my favorite WHA player. There you go. <laughs> from uh, from Holly to Jolly. Uh, Greg Jolly. Did Greg Jolly ever play in the NHL? This... I have heard that name. I'm going to say yes. Uh, that is correct, uh, Brutes. Uh, you are two for Greg Jolly played... Uh, from 1974 to 1983 with the Washington Capitals and Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. So, so I, far... I think I've heard of that guy. So far, you are having a Holly Jolly quiz. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, number three. Is anyone at home, like, <laughs> see my point on the new host? <laughs> hey, people wanted me to be more festive. I'm trying to get more festive, all right? Did you, they? Yeah, well... Okay. Most of the people I know. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, just don't be as blatantly grumpy about it is all I think they were asking for. <laughs> Uh, number three. It's it's a real blah. Yeah. Uh, number three. Scott Garland. Scott, wrap your Christmas tree in Garland. Yes. Uh, that is correct. Uh, Scott Garland played for the uh, Los Angeles Kings and the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, between 1975 and 1979. You are a perfect three for three, sir. Looking good. All right. Now, an, an obvious one that people at home might be waiting for is uh, would be Garth Snow. Uh, however, I, I think we both know 
Keep going. Uh, I think yeah, you and I both know that that Garth Snow did in fact play in the NHL. So instead, I'm going to give you. Did he though? I'm going to give you another snow. I'm looking for Sandy Snow. No. Did Sandy Snow? No. Uh, that's wrong. That is incorrect. <laughs> um, that's not a real person. Sandy Snow. Uh, played Sounds like a real estate agent for the Detroit Red Wings in 1968, 1969. Sandy Snow. Sounds like a. Sounds like the villain on like uh, like a a Christmas movie starring Tim Allen. <laughs> Sa- Sandy Snow. Like a, a villainous real estate agent played by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, the Snow family, and they're, they're all just very festive, and, and she hates it. Yeah. Or he, I guess. But, yeah. um, all right, Brutes. Uh, three for four at this point. Number five, Randy Elfman. Is Randy Elfman an NHL player? Yes. Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, Randy mm. Elfman is a figment of my imagination. Nice. The guy who does the music for The Simpsons is Danny Elfman. So, yeah. you were close. There you go. Now, uh, we know. That there's been a, a long history of Canes in the NHL. You know, you got your Patricks, you got your Vanders. Um, citizen. <laughs> you got your Citizen. Um, now, while there's never been a Candy Cane, I am looking for Patrick Candy. Uh, was Patrick Candy ever a National Hockey League That's a weird player? way to tie that together. Oh, Candy Cane. So many Canes. <laughs> What's his name? Patrick Candy? Patrick Candy. Sure. Uh, that is incorrect. Okay. Uh, Patrick Candy, uh, also a figment of my imagination. Cool. Uh, you are three for six. Three. Right. Three for six, yes. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Rudolf Slavic. Did, uh, did Rudolf Slavic ever play in the National Hockey League? Could I get the spelling on Slavic? Uh, you may. Uh, S-L-A-V-I-K. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, Rudolf Slavic passes to the slot. Imagine Rudolf Slavic is a former NHL player. <laughs> Wait, damn it! Uh, I'm going to say Rudolf Slavic did not play in the NHL. That is correct. Uh, Rudolf Slavic spent his entire hockey career in the WHA. Hmm. All right, number eight. Um, a fun festive tradition that people like to do is is caroling. So I'm looking for Carol Vadness. Did Carol Vadness ever play in the NHL? I'm gonna need a spelling on Thadness or whatever. Vad Vadness with a with a V. V A D N A I S. Carol Vadness. Oh, Carol Vadney. Um. <laughs> Ah, no. Uh, That is incorrect. Uh, Carol Vadness played over a thousand NHL games for uh, between the uh, 1966 and 1983 seasons. How could I forget? Yeah. Um, You are three, four. You are four for eight. Four for for eight. All right. You need one more to pass. You got two options here. Uh, We're looking for number nine, Tim Stocking. Tim, stuff my stocking. I believe so. Uh, that is incorrect. Okay. Uh, Tim stocking is a figment of my imagination. Okay. All right. Now, uh, this is number 10. I do have a tiebreaker, so if, if you can get this one correct, 
We'll go on to the, the bonus tiebreaker round. Uh, but you got to get there first. So, for number 10, uh, everyone loves everyone loves decorating the tree at Christmas time. And what better thing to put on... Chip tree. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid fucking name. <laughs> What's more fun than putting the star on top of the tree? I'm looking for Harold Star. Was Harold Starr ever an NHL player? Yes. That is correct. Uh, Harold Starr played uh, 200 games between 1929 yeah, and wa- 1936. It wasn't an interesting enough name for you to have made up. So Two, two R's, may I add. Yeah, there was okay. two options. There was two guys named Starr back in the uh, 1930s that played. So Was um, the other guy Burt Starr? I, I believe it was Cliff Starr. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. Okay, your tiebreaker question to uh, to win the... Uh... I thought I only need to get five right. What the fuck happened here? Well, it's, you're five for ten. It's, it's mm. five right, five wrong. Here's, this is the tiebreaker. Sure, yeah. Um, I'm going to give you... Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm going to have you guess, and uh, it's... it's No, that doesn't make sense. Uh, over, under. Over, under on this. How many Birches have played in the NHL? There you go. Huh? Um, over, under, 15... Players that have played in the NHL born on Christmas Day. Over or under 15 players born on Christmas I'll Day. I'll take the over. You'll take the over. Uh, the correct answer is 13. 13 players have played in the NHL born on mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, notables including uh, Jim Dowd, Dmitry Muranov, and uh, our, our personal buddy, our personal good friend, uh, friend of the podcast, Stu Barnes. Ooh, yeah. nice. Stu. Stu. Stewart. So, uh, yeah, yeah, five for ten, not too bad. Uh, couldn't get the tiebreaker there, but uh, you're right. Fifty percent is a pass. I, I said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the folks at home heard me. Yeah, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, I still pass. I'm, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I'll give you the pass, yeah. but uh, it, it is just that. But just yeah, just for that. <laughs> just just get better next time, yeah. you know. Yeah, I got. Uh, it'll be uh, name that person for you next week oh, for goody. sure. Goody. Or maybe I'll just make a really hard over unders. Ooh. Fuck me up, good. Yeah, yeah. Did Jim Dowd play over or under one thousand thirty-four games, and it'll be like one thousand thirty-five. You know, for the for the giving season, you could give me an easy uh, quiz <clears throat> for once. Nah, no. Um, I think that that's laced up a hockey podcast for this week. Yeah, sure. Um, unless unless there's anything else you wanted to get out there, you're the boss. It's not for long, apparently. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find us on. Twitter, you can like us on Facebook, you can listen to our stuff on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Portugal Radio, Google Pad Thai. Uh, <laughs> we've already done too many accents this week, I, I don't think it's smart to do another one, yeah. anger, another, uh, group of people. what's what's coming on the pipeline here do we have uh we have anything coming up that's that's big that's fun we got any guests we got any uh, uh actually we were supposed to have a guest today uh mike Wern is too hungover. uh our calgary flames correspondent was supposed to be on today uh, mm. other our other uh calgary flames correspondent uh kyle hogan is mad that he has not been on the podcast yet this season so we so will have to get for him on. getting on a plane to this morning. yeah i mean that's the thing like you, you guys in ottawa like fucking 15 of 30 days a month it's kind of hard to make the other 15 days work you know yeah that's true um yeah we'll be back next week with uh with whatever happens this week so uh 
If you're excited about what happened this week, get ready for next week. Can we stop it with all the, like, just annoying, heavy news? Like, what a dark month November was. Yeah, December's going to be fun. It's going to be light. It's going to be happy. Yeah? Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great month. Chiefs the Keef. <laughs> Keefs the Chief. What? <laughs> chief. Chief. Uh... <laughs> We can laugh. If anyone could pick James up from my house and drive him home, I don't think that he is good to drive at the moment. All right. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys later. See you later. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Here, just eat that! Leave us alone! Don't ask me What you know is true Don't have to tell you I love your precious heart I I was standing You were there Two worlds collided And they Tear us apart We could live For a thousand years But if I hurt you I make wise We could fly Cause we all have wings But some of us Don't know why I was standing You were there Standing